Boo my dudes, this is just a notification that Gatsy on Goosebumps will be continuing after I've re-uploaded all of my original 62 Goosebumps reviews, one of which you're about to listen to. So stay subscribed and if you're on Instagram, follow me at goosebumps.podcast for updates about the new direction of this crazy show that I'm so flattered so many people like listening to. On with today's show and uh, don't get uh, too scared, please. Beware the ghost who barks in the dark. And beware the pervert who lurks in a park. If you wish to wet your pants with fright, listen to Gatsby on Goosebumps tonight! Oh, you fool, accelerate! The light is green! Hey, friendos, it's Gatsby from Gatsby on Goosebumps, here to review another Goosebumps book on Gatsby on Goosebumps, the only show in which I read and review every single Goosebumps book from R.L. Stein's original series. Today, we're looking at a very curious title in the original series, and that is Goosebumps number 61, I Live in Your Basement. Pretty gross monster on the front there. I quite like it. Um, I always thought it's meant to look like laundry, because, like, the washing machine's open. I don't know, but it does sort of resemble something that's mentioned in the book. The tagline is, talk about a monster nightmare. That is terrible <laughs> because I don't think I've ever heard someone say, first of all, I don't think talk about a monster. No- I don't think, first of all, first of all, monster nightmare isn't an expression. No one's like, oh, I had a monster nightmare last night. So you just made that up. And second of all, talk about a monster nightmare as a tagline could, could relate to any book in the series. They all feature monsters of some kind, except how I learned to fly and why I'm afraid of bees. And be careful what you wish for. Uh, lazy. Uh, blurb reads as follows. He's got the basement blues. Don't do this. Watch out for that. Marco's mum thinks the whole world is a danger zone. She won't even let Marco play softball. But Marco just wants to have fun. So he sneaks off to a game. And that's when it happens. He gets hit in the head with a baseball bat. Nothing's getting really fuzzy. Really scary. Because when Marco gets home, he gets the strangest call. From someone he, who says... He lives in Marco's basement. Yeah, Marco, in like the second chapter, gets hit in the head with a baseball bat. And that sets in course the events of the rest of the book. Because two things start happening. One, he keeps getting contacted by this guy who says like, my name's Keith, I live in your basement. And he sees him a few times, he looks like him. You know, he calls him on a phone and like he hands him a letter or something. And that's really kind of cool. But what I find more cool is after he emerges from his concussion or whatever these bizarre things keep happening and then he keeps waking up again in the, he's in this constant fever dream for pretty much the whole book where the reader isn't sure and neither is the main character what is real because every time he wakes up you assume like he's awake for real this time and it changes slightly each time it's not like don't go to sleep where the rules are clearly established and it's like I fall asleep and I wake up in a different world and you know he's the same but like everything else is different and he knows what's different this one every time he wakes up he assumes everything's back to normal but it never quite is and like he'll have scenes where he's at the doctor's and the doctor's like going to remove his brain in like a very matter-of-fact way and his mum's like yeah we better do that just to be safe and then he'll wake up again and the doctor will be different it's like oh that's right you're the real doctor i had the strangest dream and then he'll wake up again and he's he's back in bed and he's like oh i already left hospital didn't i really really compelling story actually like surprisingly so it captures this 
this this feeling you know if you've ever been like sick in bed and your dreams and your reality merge and over the course of like a few hours you're never sure what actually happened and what is real and what's not it's sort of let down at the end the final chapter it's revealed that Keith is actually real and these whole events I think were happening from his perspective and that's kind of cheap like Keith's mum's like, you know the drill, we're monsters and we live in Keith's basement and we can't ever be seen by him. So it's kind of cool that like Marco interacted with this thing that lived in his basement but only in his dreams. But also the more interesting part is just the psychological aspect of it. And it doesn't really need that sort of ending at the end. I just liked, you know, him trying to like establish what was real and what wasn't, you know. And everything in the previous chapter you just read turned out to be a dream, but then everything in that is also a dream. One of the most interesting Goosebumps books. It really doesn't follow a lot of the, the conventions of the standard books in the series, and I really have to applaud it for that. It really is quite interesting. Um, very fast-paced, read it, read it really quickly, and um, yeah, a real standout in the series, and for that I've, I've got to recommend it. That's all for this week. Please join me next time which I discuss Goosebumps number 62, and the final book of the Goosebumps original series, Monster Blood. In the meantime though, stay out of your basement. That's a different Goosebumps book. Stay out of your basement because I live in your basement. And please, stay spooky.